Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the greatest sports journalist in the history of Erie, Pennsylvania, Mr. Mike Balco. My boy, my boy Michael Balco, writer, podcaster, sports enthusiast. He is the first guest that we have on the Black and Gold Hour podcast this year. He that just contributed, and he also has his own podcast, the Mike Belco Show. Uh, I want you all to uh, welcome Mr. Mike Belco. Today, to speak about the New Orleans Saints is Michael Belco from the Michael Belco Show. Host of the Michael Belco Show. Please welcome Michael Belco. How is it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Michael Balco Show. I'm your host, Mike Balco. I am excited to announce my guest. He's a native of Covington, Georgia, a 2022 NFL draft prospect and a fifth-year defensive back for Memphis, Jacoby Francis. How are we doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Blessed and highly favored for sure. First yeah. and foremost, we got to rep that area code. Tell us a little bit about your hometown and what makes it so unique. Man, you know, I'm from Covington, Georgia. It's just a lot of great athletes come out of there. A lot of great guys are going all over different schools across the country, uh, from UGA to Clemson to Memphis, such as myself, to Georgia Tech to UCF. You know what I'm saying? A lot of great guys have been out there. A couple guys are in the league right now making names for themselves. So we just I'm just blessed to come from such a, a great background of football and just a great city that, that supports a lot of us. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you were a two-star recruit coming out of Newton High School in Covington, Georgia. Uh, you received an offer from Memphis, committed to the, the program three days later, man. What was it about Memphis that drew you to the program so quick? And kind of what was your recruiting process like coming out of high school? Most definitely. So, yeah, just, just the backstory of my offer, I went to a uh, satellite camp. You know, that's when the, they, they call them mega camps now. But at the time, it was less like the satellite camps where it was one camp and they had other schools come in. And I was at a I was at a, the Sanford camp out in Alabama, and Memphis was there, just surprisingly. And I ended up running into a couple of the coaches there. I was doing one on ones, and a lot of I was getting like a lot of great reps in. And I ended up having the corner coach at the time. It was at Memphis. He came up to me and just told me to start just you know saying going against different guys. Then I it went from him watching me to he called the DC over there to start watching me, and you know then after that he had the head coach come and watch me. So it's just like I was getting like a lot of attention at, at the time, and, and just from talking to them at, in the moment, they were they wanted me to come to Memphis to go against some of their prospects that they had at the time. So I ended up, you know, saying coming. I think like a couple of weeks later, came down to Memphis, um, did really well, performed really well in, in the camp here, and, and got the offer. But my just my trip here for that first time of being in Memphis, it was genuine. Just the guys that I got to meet, the coaches, and the atmosphere. Just just knowing how the program was on the rise at the time, I was I was really enjoying what I was seeing and just hearing. And then um, when I committed, it was more just, just talking. It was just to get, you know what I'm saying? I was getting my name out there to these college coaches that they were starting to know who Jacoby Francis was. And um, like I said, I was, I was a two-star recruit. So like, I, was, I wasn't I was a big camp guy. So I, I, that really wasn't, um, that was like a main reason why I didn't have the stars. But I, in the back of my mind, I always knew that I was, I was a five-star in my head. Like I always knew I, I could compete with anybody. I can go out there and perform. And doing the thing I needed to do, I played against a lot of five star guys in games in high school and dominated. So the stars never meant anything to me. I just wanted my chance to come play football in college. And when I got the chance, Memphis gave me an opportunity. I took it around with it, and it's been a blessing to just the career I've had here. Um, 
the ups and downs, you know, just to enjoy my, my time of being here. Did you have any offers going into that camp at all? Or was Memphis your first one? Memphis was my first one. I had a lot of uh, interest from a lot of schools, but I didn't have any official offers, though. Yeah, that's the importance of camps right there, man. I mean, you go to you go to one camp, you get your offer, and you commit. That's crazy. Congrats, man. That's that's a dope story. So you've been you've been the anchor on that Memphis defense really since you arrived to the school. Um, you know, you racked up 118 tackles, four picks, countless passes defended so far in that span. What have you personally done to thrive at such a high level for as long as you have? Um, just understanding my. Uh what the end game is. It's not it's not about me just going out there and just trying to make plays for my team. You know, at the end of the day, the um the personal success comes with, with what you do for your teammates. So um just understanding my assignment and, and just taking the coach like like I said, my, my journey here hasn't always been easy as it looks from the outside, but I take it and I dealt with a lot of adversity and had to persevere through a lot of things. And over the years I, I just I just took it, like I said, I ran with it and, and I grew as a player. Like I a lot of people look at it and they forget at the end of the day, like we, we still play against other college athletes who are scholarship as well. So they're going to make they're going to make plays just as much as we're going to make our plays. It's just about who's going to make the plays more. And I have to, and, and once you get a, a feel for the game and understand the positions, it's, it's it just goes it becomes more mental than, than physical a lot of times. Yeah, for sure. At what age or at what point in your life did you fall in love with the sport of football? Oh, I've been playing football since I was like four or five. I think I played one year flag and been playing. I started tackling the next year. I've been literally playing football every year of my life. I, and just from – I can't even tell you, honestly, the first time I really fell in love with it. I just knew growing up it was – I was just – it was easy. For some reason, like, I, it, I was faster. I was fast, very fast, and it was easy. But, you know, as you get older, people start to catch up with you, bodies change and everything, you know what I'm saying? So you know how that goes. But over the years, like, like I said, it, it became more mental for me, understanding – that I can't just always use my athletic ability because once you get to a higher level, it, be, it becomes about who who prepares the best. And, and uh, uh, sometimes your athletic ability takes over off of instincts. But if you know what's going to happen, it, it can it can it can change a lot of things that can happen on the field. So I, I can probably say I think to answer your question, I probably fell in love with the game. Honestly, I probably around the age of seven to ten. I really like was in my high ends of, of, of Little League. Yeah, for sure. That's that's dope, man. Um, who is – this is the hardest question I ever ask every single athlete. They never know. <laughs> so you could throw out multiple names if you need to. Who is the best player you've ever played with and against? You could take it back to them little gritter days if you need to. Best player I've ever played with? Uh, little League is hard. I played with a lot of great guys growing up. Um I could, I go back from high school. Um, I played with some great guys. My high school teammates: DeAndre Huff, uh, JJ Holloman, Tay Gowan. Um, my our quarterback at the time, Romario Johnson, Ray J. Um, running backs: Artis Holloman. I had a lot of great guys on my high school football team, and we all ended up going to play somewhere in college. Um, the guys in college, it's it's been it's too many to name. If you know the Memphis background, from all offensively to defensively, um, I have Arthur Millet, Anthony Miller, Tony Pollard, Demonte Coxie, uh, Darrell Henderson, Kenny Gainwell, Brady White. They all they all Calvin, chasing that Calvin, bag right now. Calvin Austin, uh, 
my defensive teammates now, Thomas Pickens, JJ Russell. It's just so many guys that I play with since I've been here in Memphis that are like freakishly athletic, and everybody has their own skill set in their own way, and it's just great to learn. Even though we all play differently, we learn from each other so much. Yeah, for sure, and and you've been there for a lot of the great ones too. It's crazy, like you just mentioned a star-studded group of guys right there. That's insane. That's probably one of the most star-studded lists I've heard in my podcasting career for sure. What I know you're on a bye week right now, but what are some of your goals for the rest of this season that you're currently in? Uh, just continue to be a great teammate for my guys personally. Um, and we just we just want to keep we just want win these last four games. Like that's that's the biggest goal. Like I told you, personal success comes from team success. So I, my my goal is to go in and, and and do my job and do my job well for my for my guys and my coaches. Um, I just want to win these last four games out and go out my last year in Memphis with a bang in some kind of way, and. That's really all I can ask for, you know, prepared the way I've been preparing week in and week out. Um, the bye week gives me an extra couple of days to, you know, to sit down and rest my body, but honestly get a, a preparation for the team we're facing next week. So um, just to just keep making plays, that's my that's my biggest. And just keep having fun. Okay, at the end of the day, it's, football is still a game. It's still football, and it's still about having fun at, at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. What is your uh... – I know you've been to four straight bowl games now, chasing a fifth straight bowl game. What is your favorite college football memory up to this point? That's going to be tough to pick, so I got to hear it from you. I have two, and most people know it. Um, the first one is, is definitely my my first game playing, uh, UCLA 2017. My, uh, my freshman year, it was it was my first game ever playing like in a college game. I had to go in second half um, due to one of my teammates. He got injured. I ended up coming in, made a play on the last play of the game when UCLA had the ball, brought the ball up. So that would be like – that was the debut of the, the start of Jacoby Francis. So, like, that will always stick with me for the rest of my life. And just that, that entire 2019 season, just those guys that were around and the success we had from winning the championship to going to the Cotton Bowl, just, you know what I'm saying, even though we didn't win, the experience of – and and just the, 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 the way that we, we carried this team and – we took Memphis to a level that, that they never reached before, and I was I Memphis was, on the map. Yeah, definitely. So it was just just to have that 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 type of year that we had. You can't you can't ask for anything much better than that. Exactly. Who you bumping on your pregame playlist? Who gets you going pregame? Ah, oh, that's tough. Um, lately it's been a lot of uh, it's a Memphis rapper called Double um, O Seven. Memphis rapper. I'm playing. I play him a lot. Like that's like that's like he's my. Go to um, I gotta get right right before I go out playing him, but like just Friday nights in the hotel, or if I'm just chilling around on the bus or something, I'm probably listening to Gunna a lot of times. Gunna, Young Thug, stuff like that. Something chill, relaxing vibe, just to get my mind flowing. Right. Bet, bet. Got to check out Mr. 007. Shout out. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Sponsor of the show. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to know this one. This is this is probably the hardest question. I'm not even gonna lie. Would you rather wrestle an alligator in the water or a grizzly bear on land? And why? Uh, it's kind of hard. I'm probably going alligator in the water. Why? Um, the grizzly bear, I'm not like, if he stands up, like, it's over with. If he, if he gets on top of me, but the alligator for sure. Um, you know, you're a strong swimmer? Yeah, I, I can swim pretty well. I'm not going to lie to you. So I can. Oh, I, right. I probably. I probably feel like if I'm 
even though the alligator in his habitat, in his habitat, like I feel like if I get him out the water or some kind of way, if I get on top of my, I get him a chokehold. I feel like some kind of way I come out with that. But the grizzly bear, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna do with that one. I like your odds of beating the gator for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on a more serious note, I know you mentioned earlier in the show how you've gone through a lot of adversity throughout your college career, throughout your life. Um, if you don't mind, can you share some of that adversity with us and kind of how you overcame it? For sure. Um, I said I can go back to that 2017 season that started the UCLA for me. Like that whole year, just from starting the camp and just that preseason, like I, I wasn't playing my best. You know, I'm a young guy, so I feel like I was used to playing at a high level coming out of high school and even time before that, like I was coming, I was playing very well. And then I hit like this this bump, you know, like some athletes do, we hit a bump and you feel you start doubting yourself. You start doubting, questioning, am I even good anymore? Stuff like that. And I hit that point and I had to sit back and just think to myself, like, I'm here for a reason. God put me in this, in this place for a reason how am I going to take advantage of this? And I had, like I said, I had to start, stop trying to rely so much on my athletic ability and, and just thinking that I had everything figured out. I had to grow up into a college player and, and take that mindset and start really breaking the game down and understanding things. Once I started doing that, everything started to kind of like slow down for me. And I, I started making way more plays and just sitting back like, like a lot of the older guys that were around me at the time, they, they just talked to me, you know what I'm saying? I have plenty of conversation with older guys, and they saying like, "Bro, like you're really good," but you, I had to believe in myself. They used to tell me like, "They, they, they were seeing the talent in me that I wasn't seeing in myself because I started to doubt myself. I started losing my confidence in some kind of way, as some athletes do, you know." And and that was the first time it ever happened to me in my life. Like it was never a time in my life where I lost my confidence. I always felt like I, I could compete with anybody. So when I hit that 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 point in my life, I was. I was kind of confused and trying to figure out what was going on. But I can remember at the time, Coach Novell, who was here at the time, he told me, he was like, it was after, it was after like a Sunday practice. And he told me, he looked me dead in my eyes and, and told in front of the whole team, he said, Jacoby, you never know when your name is going to be called to go in a game, but will you be prepared? And from that day on, like the day he told me that, like, I started to prepare like I was the starter. I started taking different types of notes. I started looking at things on film in a different aspect rather than just being a young guy and I'm going to wait my turn. And little did I know, literally six, seven days later, six days later, that I, he, my name was called to go in the game. And and for me going in the game, I knew every single thing that was going to happen. And I was blessed to be able to be in the position to go make that play to end the game for us and win us the game, actually. And I, and I look at that and I, and I and I told myself from then on, like, don't ever doubt yourself. Like everything happens for a reason. Understanding what you're going through. Like I had to tell myself, like the best of the best things happen to people. Like you still playing football, you still playing this game that you love so much. So just go in every day and work. That's all it is. It's, it's work. Like you not I'm not gonna have everything figured out. And once I realized what, what my situation was, I took it, like I said, I took it and ran with it. And I and I, and I, I just I thank God for giving me the, the 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 mindset to be able to overcome a lot of that because some guys fall in a trap and, and stay there, but through through that whole time I just I, I kept pushing, I kept working, I kept getting better every year, and and now I'm, I'm in the situation where I, I am now, and and, I, and like I said, I thank God for everything. I thank my family as well to just keep talking to my mom, my dad, like my brother, a lot of people like they 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 support me and they talk to me all the time, and a lot of my teammates, you know what I'm saying, we, and. I call a lot of them like my close brothers. Like we talk a lot. Like they get on me 
just as hard as coaches would because they see the potential in me just as well. So you have to you have to appreciate people that you have in your corner like that. Yeah, most definitely. I appreciate you opening up about that. I think that's a lot of thing. A lot of like a lot of people don't understand that like it's not always just like pure athletic ability at that college level. You got to really tap in. You got to buy into the whole process. I mean, you got to get up early, man. You staying up late. You got to watch that film. You got to live. You got to prepare every single thing. Like your diet's super important. It's not, you know, some guys, sure, they can get away with pure athletic ability yeah. and it's cool. You know what I mean? Like a Miles Jack or like a Kyler Murray, something like that. Don't get me wrong. Those guys prepare too, obviously, but you know, but it's just like, you have to, fully buy into the whole thing and i appreciate you uh kind of going in depth on that whole situation um with that being said you know your name is definitely in the conversation coming up here in the 2022 nfl draft um so which nfl players do you kind of try to model your play style after and um are you are you kind of eager to get on with your next next chapter You still with us, brother? All right, we are back. Sorry about that little interruption there. Just had a little service issue real quick. But, Jacoby, we are back, my man. <laughs> Which, the next question I had for you. So, you know, your name is being brought up quite a bit. And, you know, the upcoming NFL draft, things like that. Um, You definitely proved yourself while you've been at Memphis and all that good stuff. So, uh. Which NFL players throughout your career, even back to high school, have you tried to model your play style after? And are you eager to kind of, uh, you know, take your talents to that next level? Most definitely. Um, I know lately I've been watching a lot of Jair Alexander. Um, a lot. Like, I just – I don't try to model my game after anybody, but I take bad pieces from people and just watch, like, how they play, how they play against certain types of receivers. You know, those guys mm -hmm. at, the, at the next level, they – guard the best of the best receivers based off of size and skill and speed so i take different pieces from the uh, from him a lot um i've been you know trayvon Diggs. he's a, he's his name is ringing a lot you know i'm, I'm just i'm just watching him i just watch him just just a watch you know um it's fun to watch him. you know everybody watched tyron matthew growing up especially throughout my high school years buddha baker um i watch a lot of i watch like a lot of mid to smaller guys because that's how my body is i'll actually if i watch anybody i'm watching guys so I, I got my my body type is like to just try to put myself in position but you know when i watch those guys i just i just put myself in those positions mentally and say okay if i was be guarding that kind of route how did he guard him and how could i you know what i'm saying stuff like that like i said i don't try to model my game after anybody because it's only one it, it will only be one of them but you can always take different pieces from different people and to answer your second question, of course, you know, I've um I'm I'm ready to get to the next level, but I still have a job here at Memphis to finish off here with my guys. We have we still have four games and you know what I'm saying, five to six games to keep going. So, you know, your time the time where you're at, you know, you're always the saying goes, be where your feet are. So I'm I'm here, I'm still playing college ball at Memphis and trying to ride this thing out with my guys and, and win. But um, you know, the the next level is is always been a goal of mine to get there and like you said my name is ringing bells and i'm just blessed to even be in that position to to have my name ringing around 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Steph, I couldn't even imagine. Obviously, I was never in a peak athletic shape. I mean, I dabbled here and there, you know. You feel me? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But I could not imagine, man, like my name being in the mix with like NFL players and things like that, bro. That's just insane. I'm just blessed to have a podcast to talk to y'all. So that's just dope to me. Um, <laughs> what kind of advice can you give to those young athletes out there trying to chase their NFL dreams just like you are? Man, honestly, it's, it's, it's all about the work. You know, everybody says it, but it really is the work. Um, sometimes, you know, it works at a younger age to just show up and just play. But really the way you prepare throughout the week is really how you will go out there and play on, on Saturdays or whenever your game is coming because the movements you do in practice will be the movements you do when the rep is live because it's off of instinct. So the biggest advice I can give is train like it's really game day. Put your, put your mind – in certain positions to make you make yourself make those plays. Um, and, and like I said, just don't ever get, don't ever doubt yourself. That's the biggest thing I can really give. Trust, trust your technique, trust the coaches you've been given, trust your ability. Like even if, if you make it, if you made it to the college level, apparently you have the ability to play, play where you're at. Like it's, it's, it's no doubt about it. It's about perfecting your craft and, and getting better every day. Like every game isn't going to be perfect. Every practice is going to be perfect. But you have to learn from those mistakes and keep working, honestly. That's the biggest advice I can give, honestly. Thank you so much for hopping on the show today for me, Jacoby. Ladies and gentlemen, Jacoby Francis, Memphis defensive back, 2022 NFL draft prospect. Jacoby, where can we follow you at, my man? Uh, I can, you can follow me on Instagram at C-O-B number one underscore. And you can follow me on Twitter, the same thing, C-O-B one underscore. I think I can speak for everybody watching and listening that we are super excited to see how your journey unfolds, my man. Finish that job at Memphis, and I can't wait to hear your name called in this upcoming NFL draft. Thank you so much for dropping on the show for me today. Man, I appreciate you having me, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donados.com for more information.